You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. My name is Stephen Simcox, producer at 1660 ESPN Central Texas, and also your host of Locked On Horn Frogs. It is Tuesday, November 24th. We are a couple days away from Thanksgiving. And I have to say, Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. I've recently kind of come to terms with that. And listen, I really like Christmas as well. But, I mean, Thanksgiving has my favorite things. Food, family, and football. Um, Now, I won't get to see. I'll only be with my immediate family this Thanksgiving. Just my wife and my, my two kids. Because, unfortunately, as I told you yesterday, my wife... Tested positive for COVID over the weekend, so we are isolating and in quarantine for the time being, but still excited to uh, to kick back with the family on Thursday and enjoy some time together and watch some football. On today's show, um, we're going to hit on our, our Pro Frog segment, our weekly segment where we break down how some uh, TCU alums did in the NFL this week, and then in segment two, we'll get into... Uh, what happened in the Big 12 Conference this past weekend. And in our third segment, we'll take a look at this uh, TCU-KU matchup a little bit closer that's coming up on Saturday. Don't forget TCU basketball tomorrow night. And uh, we'll have a a big preview episode on Wednesday that's going to get you ready for uh, Wednesday's games, both the men and women getting their season underway on Wednesday. Excited about that. I wanted to talk um, about this pro frog report that we do every week and we'll start with the guy who had the best week and and that's Andy Dalton Andy was fantastic against Minnesota on Sunday 22 of 32 for 203 yards three touchdowns one interception on a game-winning drive got the ball back with a couple minutes to go and, and led the Cowboys down there for a touchdown Cowboys get a victory and they'll play Washington on Thursday with a chance to take a lead in the NFC East if you can believe that that division's been so bad but I'm excited for Andy. You know, things did not go great when he got that starting job after Dak went down, um, but understandably so. I mean, he had a, a makeshift offensive line, a team that was probably really dejected after Dak got hurt. Um, and, and I was concerned. I was like, man, that's too bad if that's going to be the rest of the season for him because I know he was looking to maybe have a starting job next season. And you saw yesterday, or I guess Sunday, I'm recording this on Monday, you saw on Sunday uh, why the Cowboys signed him and what they thought they were getting when they picked him up, which was somebody who could come in the game at a moment's notice and make things happen. So good for Andy Dalton. I was really happy to see him play well on Sunday afternoon. There was another TCU guy in that game, Jeff Gladney. He had five tackles. Uh, no pass breakups. I thought he did a decent job on C.D. Lamb. I know C.D. had a good game, and he had a crazy catch. Um, that Unfortunately, kind of got Gladney on in the end zone, but it was just an incredible catch. I don't really think it had anything to do with Gladney in his coverage. I'm not sure he could have played uh, C.D. any better on that particular play. Uh, but Jeff's still starting. I mean, he's playing every single week. Uh, there's been some growing pains there because he's a rookie, but he's holding his own pretty well. And he did so again in that game against the Cowboys. Ben Banigou back in the lineup for the Colts and seems to have settled in a pretty good rhythm. He had six tackles on Sunday. And Indianapolis beats the Packers 
34 to 31, and suddenly Indy is in the driver's seat in the AFC South. But good to see Ben uh, healthy again. A couple Packers players, Vernon Scott, he did not record any stats in that Colts game, but Ty Summers had two tackles. Uh, Summers has really carved out a nice role as sort of a special teams guy, a do-it-all type player. So good to see him um, getting the action a little bit. And Vernon has been productive for the pack, even though he wasn't real active on uh, on Sunday. Ross Blacklock had two tackles for the Texans and a nice win for them over the Patriots. They get the victory 27-20. to LJ Collier had a sack, and that game was actually – on Thursday night, the Seahawks win 28-21 to over the Cardinals. LJ's having a better season. He's having kind of a nice bounce-back year after a really tough rookie year. Uh, not dominating the stat sheet, but at least getting to the quarterback a little bit, which is not something he was able to do. Um, and he was banged up a lot in his rookie year as well. So that made a huge difference. Uh, Jerry Hughes had a bye week, so didn't record any stats, obviously. Jason Verrett. Three tackles against the Rams, a couple pass breakups. Um, so a, a good game for Jason and happy to see him playing well. And he, he's such a great story coming back from that injury. And, excuse me, they're, they're playing the Rams this week. Uh, that last game was against the Saints, which was a week ago. The Niners had the bye week as well. So he didn't play, but uh, he'll get back in action against the Rams on Sunday in an NFC West battle and uh, I'm actually watching Rams Bucks right now so he'll get to square up against Jared Goff and, and Cooper Cup and those really good Rams wide receivers but uh, the big standout performance from Sunday uh, in this weekend NFL games was definitely Jeff or excuse me Andy Dalton um, carving up that Vikings defense and I mean he's got a chance here now like this this Cowboys team if they win as I said, if they're able to win that game against the Washington football team Thursday afternoon, then they're suddenly in first place in the NFC East. So as, as a Cowboys fan, you know, I was hoping they'd get a top five pick and they could still very well do that. But I, I'm loving watching Andy play out there. And it appears that, you know, they, they've gotten a little bit better. They've reshaped that offensive line. So if you're a Frog fan, make sure you're tuned in on Thanksgiving Day and the rest of the season the Cowboys games because uh, we, we might see Andy Dalton in a playoff game if they can find a way to win that, that terrible division, which they certainly have a chance to um, if they can get a victory on Thanksgiving Day against Washington. So that's your weekly Pro Frogs report. We do it every Tuesday. We take a look at how some TCU guys did in the NFL. Coming up next, we'll break down uh, the Big 12 Conference. Bedlam happened on Saturday, and it, it went – predictably, I guess you could say it went um, like a lot of games in that rivalry go, which ends up being OU dominating and Oklahoma taking uh, a stranglehold in the Big 12 title race. But before we do that, let's talk about Coors Light. Um, as I said, Thanksgiving's coming up. Whether you're traveling or you're not, it's a perfect time to get that chance to chill. And we talk about all the time with Coors Light, you're always on the go, you're always busy, you know, what's the beverage you reach for when you finally get to hang out and, and have some time to yourself? I reach for a cold, refreshing Coors Light. It's cold lagered. It's cold brewed. It's literally the beer that's made to chill. So when you're thinking about, man, what am I going to drink on this holiday? 
either with my Thanksgiving dinner or after dinner when I'm watching, you know, some games on Thursday night or Thursday afternoon, grab a cold Coors Light. It's the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you need to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill, and you can get it sent straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. I might have to do that while I'm in quarantine. Go to get.coorslight.com to get Coors Light sent straight to your door. Again, celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Back here on Lockdown Horn Frogs, Stephen Simcox here with you. Don't forget, I'd really appreciate it if you'd subscribe and review the pod. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever it is you get your podcast. And I made a slight adjustment um, this week. I've been posting these at 6 a.m. every morning, but since I'm recording these at night, I thought, why not just post them at midnight? So I've been putting them up at midnight lately. Um, so if you're a night owl and you're up at you know 1, 2 in the morning, and you need something to listen to, you can listen to Locked on Horn Frogs. If you're an early riser, it should be ready for you by the time you wake up. Um, and if you subscribe, it just gets sent straight to your phone. So whenever it is you're ready to listen to Locked on Horn Frogs, you can do that. I appreciate if you'd review me or give me some constructive criticism as well. It'd be great to hear from you. And, uh, yeah, anyway, that's that's the best way to follow the pod. You can also follow me on Twitter at SimcoxSteven. Or you can follow the show's Twitter page at LockedOnTCU. And don't forget tomorrow, um, I'm going to do a basketball preview segment. And we'll also kind of get into, you know, final thoughts about that TCU-KU game because um, I'm not doing shows after Wednesday. So I did a show yesterday. If you missed it, you can go back and listen. A show today and then a show tomorrow. And then I'll be done for the week. I'm taking Thursday and Friday off in the pod. And I'll, I'll join you again on Monday, hopefully recapping. Uh, a couple basketball wins and TCU getting a big win over Kansas in football. So so let's take a look at the Big 12 Conference as a whole. And um, there were supposed to be three games scheduled. Only two ended up getting played. Texas and Kansas got postponed. Kansas had some COVID issues. And, and that's another thing to watch, and we'll talk about that in the next segment. Uh, not hearing any rumblings of cancellation, but – Kansas did have to postpone their game last week because of COVID issues, so hopefully they're healthy and ready to play. But Iowa State takes on K-State, and this was just a complete whooping. Iowa State gets the victory 45 to nothing. Um, Will Howard did not play much in this game. Nick Ass had to come in there, so K-State was on their third quarterback. Uh, Brock Purdy had a really efficient day, 16 to 20, 236 yards and three touchdowns. But Brees Hall was a star again, 15 carries, 135 yards, two touchdowns. Um, Josh Neighbors, who does Locked On Big 12, he mentioned this on Saturday. He said, at what point do we start talking about Brees Hall as a legit Heisman candidate? And I think he's got a point. I mean, Brees has over 1,100 yards on the season, 15 touchdowns. He's averaging 6.5 yards per carry. He's going to get another couple games. Maybe a Big 12 title game as Iowa State's in a pretty good position now to do that. So you do have to start thinking about Brees Hall as a potential Heisman candidate the way he's playing. And he's what's made this Iowa State machine run, which is intriguing because going into the season, I really thought this was the year, okay, Brock Purdy's going to take a huge step forward. He's going to be the guy, but that just hasn't been the case. They've been doing this with their running game, and they completely dismantle Kansas State. I've said this before, but to me, that's the game TCU is going to look back on and say, how did we lose this game? You know, Will Howard getting his first career start, true freshman in there. We we held Deuce Vaughn in check for the most part. We really limited big plays. 
you know, shut them out on offense in the second half. A pick six was the only way that they scored in the second half and still lose by seven points. It's just ridiculous that they weren't able to get anything going offensively that day. And I know Kansas State is a good defense. But still, it's just a game that you scratch your head because you should and really have to find a way to win that one. Iowa State now has a huge game against Texas on Friday, on Black Friday. That's going to go a long way in deciding who ends up in the Big 12 title game. But they're cooking, man. And uh, I'm amazed that they somehow – only beat TCU by t- – I mean, TCU had a, a real chance to win that Iowa State game too. They were right in that thing. They were driving only down two points with a chance to win that thing. And unfortunately, you know, Tay Barber dropped a pass. It gets tipped up in the air. They make a great interception. And then after that, go down and score. Um, but that was another game that TCU was in and just couldn't find a way to close out at home in their season opener. But the clones uh, look like they're on a, a pretty direct path ahead to the Big 12 title game if they can get past Texas on Friday, which will be a huge game. And the other game in the Big 12 this past Saturday was Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. And the Sooners get it done. They win 41-13 to against Oklahoma State. They jump out to a 21-0 lead in this one um, before Oklahoma State was able to fight back and, and make it somewhat of a game and then ran away with it in the second half. The Sooners did that is. Um, they just look so in rhythm on offense. And, I mean, I had buried them after a couple early losses against Iowa State and Kansas State, but they've righted the ship completely and made this thing happen. And good for them. I mean, it, it, it's been impressive to watch. Spencer Rattler, 17-24, 301 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. It's like he didn't even break a sweat. And then Ramondre Stevenson, is running the ball at a really good clip, 26 carries for 141 yards. They are just doing everything right right now. I feel like they're on a crash course to win another Big 12 title. And, I mean, that's really boring. Like, I'm tired of watching OU dominate. But at the same time, if there was a year to get them, it was going to be this season. And Texas couldn't find a way to bury them um, in the Red River shootout when they played them up at the Cotton Bowl. And Oklahoma State, which had maybe their most talented team ever, couldn't find a way to get it done. I know the Cowboys fans are frustrated with Mike Gundy. Now, I, I, I understand why. I think that's questionable just because he's done things in Stillwater that really no one else has. And he's got that program to a place where, you know, yeah, you'll have your occasional six-win season, but for the most part they're winning eight to ten games every single year, and, and that's not the norm there. So this might be a, you know, a be careful what you wish for type of situation. But I totally get the frustration. He has not been able to beat Oklahoma. That's the hump that he can't get over. In fairness to Mike Gundy, that's the hump that just about everybody in this conference can't get over right now. But if there was a year for them to do it, it was this season. Chuba Hubbard back. Uh, Tylen Wallace back, Spencer Sanders back. And they had to bench Spencer Sanders in favor of Shane Illingworth uh, in the second half of that game. And that's something to watch moving forward because TCU plays them in a couple weeks. So which quarterback are you going to get to see when these two teams square off? But Oklahoma and Iowa State get it done. Now we get a huge matchup between Iowa State and Texas uh, on Black Friday. And Oklahoma continues to just absolutely dominate um, – 
this week in the Big 12, by the way, Kansas State and Baylor are going to square off. That's going to be a pretty interesting game just because K-State's really struggling right now, and obviously Baylor has struggled all year long. TCU and Kansas, Oklahoma and West Virginia, another good one. That's going to be a good test for the Sooners. And Iowa State and Texas squaring off in Austin on ABC on uh, Friday afternoon. Final segment of Locked on Horn Frogs coming up next. Don't forget, um, tomorrow we'll do a TCU men's women's basketball preview. But next, let's get back into TCU and Kansas. Locked on Horn Frogs, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Before we do that, though, let's talk about Built Go. Uh, I tell you about Built Bars a couple times a week, and they're this delicious protein bar. And the same people that make you Built Bar also make you Built Go. And it's this energy solution. It comes in a one-and-a-half-ounce package um it's three delicious flavors uh peanut butter honey chocolate coconut and chocolate mint and it's good natural energy for your body it's better than five hour energy or these different supplements that you can take it has good fuel for you it helps you get through the day it's very convenient to carry you can put it in your gym bag you can put it in your work bag um, you can put it in a golf cart if you're going out to you know, hit some balls on the range one day. You can basically carry it anywhere, which is good because it means if you hit a wall during the day, it's right there for you. And if you visit BuiltGo.com and use the promo code LOCKED, you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, that's BuiltGo.com. Use the promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off your next order. Final segment on Locked on Horn Frog. Stephen Simcox here with you. I appreciate you joining me. Uh, it's Tuesday on Thanksgiving week. And we're talking TCU sports. And let's talk some TCU football because we only got uh, one more show this week and, and not a lot of time um, before TCU and Kansas square off on Saturday. So yesterday I told you, you know, this is a good opportunity for this offense to get going. This is a good opportunity for this defense to shut a KU team down that's really struggling. And y- you just want to see a complete team effort from the Frogs. You know, Puka Williams has opted out. There's really not much firepower on this Kansas team. This is a Kansas team that's not playing well right now. So you got to jump on them early, make sure they have no hope to get things done, that, that they're not going to get any false sense of security or false hope of, hey, we could pull off an upset in Lawrence today and get our first victory of the season. Um, this is the chance to blow somebody out there. 25-point favorites. And I know the joke is, hey, is TCU going to score 25 points? But I really feel like, even though they haven't said anything publicly, if they don't come out and throw the football this week and push the ball down the field, I think that basically confirms that Max is injured. Either It means one of two things. It means either Max is injured or they just are so scared of letting this offensive line block and play in pass protection that uh, they're just going to run the football, that they just think the only way we can win football games is if we run the ball and try to play good defense. Um, And you know what? I mean, that is a – that's a way to win some games. It's it's a way to win games against the bottom tier of this league – but if you're going to have a chance against Oklahoma State, and you know what, like, honestly, if you're going to have a chance against a team, like, if you do end up playing SMU in that final game of the season, like, if that game gets scheduled and, and you get a chance to play the Ponies, uh, you did not play super well last year, and you still found yourself 
with a chance in that game. But that's a team that is so explosive offensively. And the way TCU plays defense with how they take risk and how they play a lot of man coverage, um, there's a good possibility you're going to give up points in that game. Like, I could see SMU scoring 28, 31, 34 points against a TCU defense that is prone to give up big plays just because they're probably going to throw the kitchen sink out there. You know, that's a huge game for them. They're going to make as many plays as possible and try to push things down the field. So you're going to have to figure out how to not be a completely one-dimensional football team. But as far as KU goes, I mean, I, I think they could run the ball for 300, you know, 250 yards on Saturday and be fine, most likely. I, I mean, this is a Kansas team that, aside from giving West Virginia a fight for, you know, a half, a little over a half, um, they just haven't been able to really produce anything. Baylor's offense scored 40 points on them. So this is a, a get-right week, a chance, an opportunity to shape things up and get things ready for the last few games of the season, maybe just potentially the last game of the season against Oklahoma State. So I, I want to see this team give Quentin Johnson some chances. I, I want to see them allow Tay Barber and Pro Wells to, to get things done in space. That West Virginia game was probably the worst play calling of the season. I mean, maybe you could argue Oklahoma as well. It was just another game where it, it felt like they thought they were completely overmatched and they were just hoping that they could sort of hold on for dear life and not make mistakes and stay in the game long enough to maybe put together a few drives towards the end of the game. I don't expect that to be the case on Saturday. Like I said, I think they're going to jump out to, I hope they'll jump out to a huge lead and take care of business and get a chance to work on some things. But I just say keep your foot on the gas and try to get as many good reps in this one as possible and don't don't figure out a way to find yourself in a in a tooth and nail battle in a in a match where you're fighting and clawing for everything you have and trying to hold Kansas off because that's that's the worst case scenario in this game other than losing. We'll hit some keys of the game tomorrow. We'll also do a TCU men's women's basketball preview. And we'll, we'll try to see what we can wrap up. You know, usually I do some things on Thursday and Friday that I won't get to do this week. So I'll see how much I can fit in in tomorrow's show. Appreciate you listening. I will talk to you on Wednesday. Locked on Horn Frogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.